Hi, everybody. This is Vicki. Chuck is in the other room, but he prayed over us all before uh, I got started. And we want to say thank you so much for coming to the channel. I've got a message for you, and I'm going to read that in just a minute. But first, we, we really do want to say, you guys, we love you all, and we pray for you every day, every night, every morning, throughout the day, whenever the Lord brings you to mind. And uh, so we thank you so much for being part of this part of the family of God. Um, and if you're searching for him, if you're trying to find the way, there's one way, the way, the truth, and the life. And his name is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the living word of God. He has a lot of names, you guys, but he is the one who came to pay for your sins because we've all blown it. Every one of us have blown it. And father will not allow any sin in his kingdom. So somebody had to pay for that sin. And Jesus is the one who did. The word of God is the one who did. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to say thanks to all of our subscribers, our visitors, our prayer teams. God bless you guys. You're amazing. To our donors who have helped us. Thank you so very much, you guys. We love you. Um, I'm going to read, I'm going to read this message that father gave and I, uh, and I'm before I do, I'm going to share the vision he gave me that preceded this and that I kind of sat on for a day. We're just waiting on him because it was very brief. And then after the vision and the word, I'm going to, uh, probably say a prayer and Chuck will be playing in the background and I'm not sure what else is going to happen. I'm not going <laughs> to guess what God's going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to say I've tried to make this many, many times, many, many times. And this has been a battle to get this video done. So hopefully this is the one. Okay, guys, let's see. Okay, so here's the vision. Um, I, I, I had just gotten out of bed when I had this and all I saw was a raindrop. It was kind of shaped sort of like a teardrop, but it wasn't made out of water. It was made out of a crystal. It was real pretty. And I saw that they were in, they were dropping and they were, they were falling, but they were falling not close together. Like there'd be one here and then one over there and one over there. And there's a reason for that. And so then when I sat down last night with the Lord to uh, write in my journal, I was asking him if there was anything that he wanted to say, because I can tell a lot of times that he's about to share something with me for, for all of us. And so when I asked him that question in the journal, I, the way I said it was, what would you have me know or say? And he immediately brought that, that, that uh, raindrop back into my just right back in front of me again. And, um, I had really kind of forgotten. I don't want to say I've forgotten about it, but I pushed it aside. And so when he brought it back, then he immediately said this, and these, the, what I'm going to read right now, this first part is part of a song, <laughs> but I'm a singer. And that's one of the ways the Lord talks to me. So, uh, the song is from the 1970s. A guy by the name of Bill Withers did this song. It's called Just the Two of Us. Now, don't listen to this as a secular song, which is what it was. Here, ask Father. Well, Father, I'm going to ask you now. Help them hear what you're saying as you use these lyrics. Help them hear, Father. Thank you, Lord. And in the Messiah's name, I pray. Okay, <clears throat> the words are this. I see the crystal raindrops fall. I wasn't even thinking about this song, you guys, when the Lord showed me the vision either time. I wasn't even thinking about it. He said, I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all when the sun comes shining through. 
Jesus is the son. Okay. Um, and darling, when the morning comes and I see the morning sun, I want to be the one with you. Do you hear father in that? When the morning comes and I see the morning sun, Jesus is the sun. I want to be the one with you. So God looks at us through his son. Okay. And then it goes on to say, when the sun comes shining through. Okay. Good things will come to those who wait, but not to those who wait too late. And I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us, you and I. Just the two of us building castles in the sky. Just the two of us, you and I. Okay, so let's just break it down real quickly here. Good things will come to those who wait, but not to those who wait too late. We're supposed to be waiting on the Lord. And yet we have to understand what that means. And he's the one that will direct us in that every single day. But uh, he, but to the next phrase, but not to those who wait too late. He's saying, don't put it off. Don't put off waiting for me. Don't put off waiting on me. Uh, like, a, like there's so many different ways to wait on God. Don't put that off. Um, and then when he says, just the two of us, we can make it if we try. God will always do his part. He will always do his part. The if, I've said this before, he's the if then God. If we want him to do his part, then we have to do our part. It's not always true. I mean, there are some absolute uh, covenants and promises that God has made, but there are an awful lot of if then promises. And, and I just hear it even in this verse, we can make it if we try. And God's saying to us, I want you to do your part. I'll do mine. Just the two of us building those castles in the sky. Just the two of us, you and I. And I know we could say, well, the castle, the Lord went to prepare a room for us and all of that. But anyway, okay, so that was the song he gave me. And then he, he said, uh, and I apologized to him because I had kind of put the vision aside in a way going, I don't want people to think that I'm all into new agey stuff because I'm not at all. Uh, but instead of just going and waiting on him, I just kind of took a step back from it because I thought, Lord, what is that? What is that? So anyway, I asked him to please help me not be too late. You know, when God gives us something he wants us to do, unless he tells us to wait to do that thing, he's not saying just whenever you get around to it, he's saying, I want you to obey me. Okay, so here's the message. He said, my people, many of my people wrestle with the law, my instructions. They wrestle with keeping my commandments and are willing to only go so far and no farther. They believe that obedience is legalism and they refuse to obey, crying grace, grace instead. They believe they will they believe they speak for me, but there is correction coming to the body of Christ on this issue, and it is because of my abundant love that I bring this correction. Obedience to my commands is not legalism, my children. It is love. My question for my people is this. Who has deceived you to believe that I do not mean what I say? And again, why is your love so small that you scoff at obeying my word? Did you forget that I am the creator? Did you forget that I am holy and will not tolerate sin in any degree? And once again, I ask you to consider why is your love so small? When I say you show me your love for me by your obedience and you refuse to obey, do you expect me to believe that your love is genuine? 
What do you lack that prevents you from obeying me? Tell me if you know. Are you inadequately equipped for obedience? Do you need more clarification or greater instruction to know what or how to obey? Did I neglect to equip you with all of the appropriate parts that would enable you to obey me? I say to you that you have not been ill-equipped by me. I have provided all you need to obey. I have given you the ability to choose to obey. I have sent my son to pay your sin debt. I have called you by the voice of my Holy Spirit. I have given you the ability to reason. Children, you lack nothing. I am your provider, and I have not called you to anything you cannot accomplish through the help of my Spirit. So why do you not obey? Listen, and I will reveal this to you. Incline your ear to my words. Learn what I will teach you this day. Your obedience is a reflection of the time you choose to spend coming to know me. If you do not know me, you will not obey me. This is not always the case, as some will obey me simply because they believe I am who I say I am. They obey me because they fear me. Do you? Do you believe I am who I say I am? Or do you believe your own or man-made religion's version of who, I, of who I am? I have told you before that I am serious when I give commands. Do you have enough wisdom to know to fear me? Or do you think you will be an exception that you will not be held accountable for your disobedience? You will not stay faithful to me. When times become harder, if you do not love me, you will not stay faithful if you do not learn now the importance of obedience to my word. You will not endure to the end or allow hardships without turning away if you have not learned to obey me before those things come. You will fall away. In a marriage covenant, both parties have responsibilities. The marriage is a contract able to be broken by either party. If I am to marry you, you must let me be the head of our relationship. You must come to learn of me so that you see and know how you are to live with me every day. Until you learn of my love for you and keep wisdom always before your eyes, you will struggle. The path is not easy, but I know the way. Don't, no, do not just tell me you love me, prove it. Obey me and I will believe you. Live a disobedient life and I will reject you. Do not fear failing, fear me. I will help you obey. I want you to succeed. And he's having me repeat that, you guys. I want you to succeed. I want you to show me your love by your obedience. My son did. No more empty professions of love. I grew weary of the empty professions of love from my people long ago. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is the proof of your love. These are my ways and my commands to those who would seek to be my bride. All else is artificial. You will still fall. Get up when you do. I will forgive and help you in those times as you repent. You must be humble or you will not obey me. The proud do not obey me. I am near to the humble and I give my humble children grace. I will always resist the proud. There is no grace for the proud, only for the humble. Humility turns up the volume for you to hear me speak. Pride covers the ears to avoid hearing me speak. Children, time is coming to an end very soon. Learn to obey now before time closes. The night is coming. Do not be destroyed by the darkness. I only give grace to the humble. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Obey your Father, 
with love, God the Almighty Everlasting. Now don't turn off the video because he gave me more this morning. If I write my law on their hearts and they refuse to obey, they become infidel. If my law is not on their hearts and they disobey, they are held accountable and have no excuse. There is no other acceptable sacrifice for their sins and rebellion. I am the lawgiver and refusal to obey my son's command to obey me is rejection of my son and my word. My son is my word. He has said not one part of my words will fall until all has all have been fulfilled. Examine yourself. Look and see what law is written on your heart. Look and see what you have chosen to obey. Look and see who has written the laws of your heart, whether they be of me. Okay, now let me say a couple of things that he's put on my heart to share with you guys. And this is and this is as important as what he just said in these words. So, Father, I just ask you to help me say these things with clarity in the name of the Word of God, I ask you, Father, amen. One of the things about love, you know, God says that we show him we love him by our obedience. And I know with men and women, love means two different things. With a woman, it's more love. With a man, it's more about respect. When you, uh, and I've asked men this before, so, you know, I've kind of done like my own little survey with men throughout the years asking, is this true? Is this true? Men want to be respected. Women want to be loved. It's just, but they both pretty much mean the same thing. And God, um, God wants all of that from us. He wants us to love him, which is to respect him. And if we love him or respect him, we will obey him. It's the same thing. So when the Lord says to us, I want you to show me your love by your obedience, or I want you to show me your respect for me, for who I am as God by your obedience, that's how I'm going to know that you mean what you say. One of the things that I, I hear is, and I'll use the love side of it for right now. When we love someone, we want to do things for them. When we respect someone, we want to honor them. And so when we look at God and say, uh, I love you, and he says to us, well, then I want you to obey me, we're either disrespecting him or we're not loving him. And the thing about love is if you consider, just bear with me guys, I'm gonna get this out because I have the understanding, but I don't know if I have the words just yet. When we consider what a relationship is like, and we consider that our father, well, let's just start with this, thank you, Lord. Our father created us. He created us for him. Okay, so everything we are, all that we are belongs to him. And the fact that he gave us life and the fact that he made a way for us to come back to him after we've fallen and with the sin and everything in our lives, that's a huge thing. That is how he has shown and continues to show his love for us through his 
through his long-suffering ways and everything that he's done for us. He has shown us his love already. When you're in a relationship with someone and you profess love or respect for them and want to honor them, then it is out of that respect or love that you want to give to them. It's not because you're earning their love or respect. It's because you are it's because you are full of appreciation for who they are. Thank you, Lord. That's the word. Appreciation for who they are and for what they've done. We cannot earn God's love. We cannot earn his forgiveness. But we can go to him and say, everything that we are, we give back to him because of what he's done for us. Because the one thing he's asked for us in everything he's done is that we would obey him. That's the one thing. You love me. You say you love me. You want everything I've had to give. I've given my son. I give every single day I give to you. And you say you love me in return. I want you to prove it. I want you to obey me. If you're in a marriage, and I, I keep trying to go to this because it's one of the things Father's given me to be able to explain in some fashion what I'm trying to explain. Who wants to be married to a spouse who only wants to take? Nobody does. Nobody wants a spouse who only wants to take from them. I don't want to be, if Chuck only wanted to take from me and take and take and take, that would be miserable. But my husband gives to me too. And that's the love relationship. We give to one another. We, we are not in the marriage for what we can get. If we are, we're still selfish children. We are in the marriage for what we can give. And what we can give to God is not anything that buys his love, but what we can give to him is the, the love or the uh, respect that he deserves because of who he is and what he's done. So when we are just trying to do the very bare minimum and saying, well, you already paid for me. And so I said that I accepted your son. So that's, are we good? I asked you to forgive me one time. Are we good? Is everything good? Okay, good. Now I've been saved. It's that once saved, always saved. So now I can just come in your kingdom. It's all okay. God's looking at us going, well, you're pretty stinking selfish, aren't you? <laughs> I'm sorry I said it that way, but that's really how, that's what came into my head and that's what came out of my mouth. We are just selfish children when we're like that. Just selfish children. Well, you already paid for everything. I don't have to do anything. I am home free. I'm skating on into the kingdom of God. That is not love. Because God would look at us and say, wait a minute. I didn't just pay. I also gave you something to do to show me you love me in return. And that's obedience. I want you to obey me. People say the Old Testament is done away with. And yet, even Jesus quoted the Old Testament when he was trying to describe, explain things to his disciples. He didn't say, well, now I'm here. And after I die and have paid for your sins, you can just go ahead and break every law that God ever gave. You never have to obey a commandment. You don't have to do anything. He never said that, you guys. He used scripture from what we call the Old Testament to teach them. He said, you have read that it says not to uh, commit adultery, but 
I'm telling you that if you even look at a woman and, and have lust in your heart for her, you've already committed adultery. And he said, uh, you've read. And he was quoting scripture. He was quoting the Old Testament. He was quoting the Ten Commandments. He said, you've read that it says um, not to murder. But I'm telling you, if you even uh, have hatred for your brother, you've already murdered him in your heart. You've already, you know. So the Lord was not trying to get us to throw commandments, God's commandments out. He was saying, you need to learn they're deeper than what you think. And Father God saying to us in the New Testament, if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. It's all important. Every bit of it's important. People say, well, there are so many and you just go read and there's just you know, page after page, you shall not do this and you shall do that and wear these kind of clothes and don't eat this kind of food, stuff like that. You guys, just get in the Ten Commandments. Those are the ones that Jesus quoted. Those are the ones that he referred to. And they are so much deeper than we have any idea. Just so much deeper. But God is good to reveal understanding. And he said, in scripture, he said, I will write my law on their hearts. And that word law is really, it's instruction. I'll write my instructions on their hearts. This is why I believe he said in this message, whose law? Is written on your hearts is my law because as long if we're just out there still doing our own thing and we're not we are just totally disobedient children we're gonna think that it's okay for us to do anything we want but that's not God's law so we need to submit ourselves to him we need to be in the relationship learn what he wants and I was talking today to uh, one of my spiritual daughters Miriam Hello, Miriam. I know you're going to watch this, sweetheart. I love you. Here is, this came up in the conversation. <laughs> I said, you know, I, it's like I keep, I'm doing these videos and these podcasts and all of this stuff. And for all of these years, long before I started doing the videos, it was like the message. I was always saying the same thing. Get in the relationship. We have to repent. We have to obey God, so on and so forth. And then we both were just talking about how, yeah, that's because we're not all, we're not doing it yet. And then you go back and look in scripture and God's got me in Jeremiah right now. And you just go back through scripture, all through scripture, God's sending the prophets, repent, repent, repent. Why did why does he have to keep saying the same message over and over? Because we're not doing it yet. Because he's saying, you know, you learn this part, I'll take you on to the next thing. There's there's other stuff. It's like when God, it's like we want to learn, okay, we're sitting at a table, we're trying to learn how to do math. We want to go right straight to calculus or trigonometry or whatever, when we haven't even learned how to add. When the Lord's, you know, when our teacher said, okay, I want you to learn how to add one plus one is two. 2 plus 2 is 4. And we're going, no, no, I don't want to learn about that stuff. That's, gosh, that's just boring. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. What else you got over here? And the Lord's going, no, 1 plus 1 is 2. 2 plus 2 is 4. So Father wants us to learn the basic stuff and then go on to the next thing. When we learn how to obey Him and, and we make that our priority, He starts 
unfolding, even just as we begin in obedience, he starts unfolding things to us, showing us things, teaching us more things. But we have got to get to the place where we're willing to obey. Remember the scripture where he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The resisting of the proud includes, uh, it's when we're saying, I'm not going to obey you. Well, that's, that's proud. That's pride. I'm not going to obey you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let you take care of everything and take care of me. And there you go. And I'm going to be an adult in diapers because I, even though I have a mind to be able to, and the ability to be able to grow up, I refuse to. So I just want you to spoon feed me forever and take care of everything. And I don't want to do anything. God's not interested in a bride or a people that are like that. So anyway, I guess that's about it. I just wanted to share those other things that he put on my heart. The reason the message never changes is because we still haven't gotten the message in our hearts. We're not living it out yet. But his love is great and he will provide everything we need to be able to, to obey him. He He will. He That's just who he is. Um, so that's it, guys. Oh, I am going to play a song and pray. And this is a song that Chuck wrote for a friend of ours. It's called Suzanne's Song. Hey, Suzanne. And so I'll just turn this on, you guys, and let's pray, okay? Make sure it's okay in volume. Yeah, I think that's okay. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being who you are, for your tremendous love and your patience with us every single day. We know the time is coming where well, you said there's not much time when I asked you. How much time? Not much. So Father God, help us. Help us get it together. Just whatever you need to do in us to help us humble ourselves and, and choose to love you the way you want to. I, I ask you to help every single one of us see the truth and walk in truth, Lord, because the deception is so great and you know that, Father. I ask you to help us see. And if our hearts are hard for everyone who's willing to, to ask you for this, and that's a hard thing to do when your heart's hard. Sometimes you don't wanna do that because your heart's hard. But for everyone who is willing, I ask you to take our hearts and do that thing you said, Lord, where you will take our hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh so that we are, we are humble and we're able to hear you. We bless your name, God. There are people that will watch this video who have and hear this message who have uh, so many problems in their lives with their bodies, with their health, with their relationships, just in so many different ways, Father God. I ask you to bless them. Chuck and I both do. You know we pray over them every day. Bless them however you choose to bless them. You have purpose in everything you do, in everything you allow, in everything you bring into our lives, Father. So we ask you, have your way, not just in them, but in us, in all of us, Father. We ask you to forgive us for our sins, for disobeying you, for for uh, not doing what you've called us to do and not being what you've called us to be, but going our own way and, and seeking our own pleasure or our own fame or our own riches or what, whatever it is we're seeking, Father God, our own self-preservation. 
please forgive us, Lord. You've blessed us so much that even asking you for more just seems, it just seems not right when we haven't given you everything you've asked for from us. But Father, you're merciful and you're gracious and you're kind and generous. So help us be prepared for the time we will stand before you. Help us be prepared, Lord God. Help us love you more than we love ourselves or anything or anyone else. And help us love others the way you have called us to. We bless your name, Father God. We pray over the ones who are sick, who are in fear, in bondage of any kind by the enemy, uh, for every need they have. And we thank you and praise you for your answer because it's always the right one. We love you, Lord. We bless your name and we pray these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ, the living word of God, Yeshua the Messiah. Okay, you guys, let me see where, oh, I think the music's going to start over again, so I'm probably going to cut it off right in the middle of the song. We want to thank you for coming and, and listening. Again, we thank all of our subscribers. We invite you to subscribe if you haven't and to share the videos, please, and to uh, and and leave your comments. We read them all. Send us emails if you want to. We read them all. Uh, Again, to our donors, thank you so very much. God bless you guys. We always pray. We know there are people that have told us before they would help us financially, but they can't. And for you people that have said that to us specifically, or for those of you who have thought that, you guys, God knows your heart, and He sees that uh, He sees that you are doing the best you can. He knows He knows that you would help us. Just know that God loves you and he, he continues to work in your life like he works in ours and just like with us he will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory and that's true for all of his kids god bless you guys we will be back don't forget tomorrow's prayer video thursday tonight uh, at 1 a.m central i'll be uploading today's or tomorrow's um, morning sessions 10 minutes of time with you guys and the lord love y'all talk to you soon from Chuck and from me and from all of our cats and our dog and from Chuck's brand new baby uh, granddaughter. God bless you guys. See you soon. Bye for now.